0: This episode is brought to you by TriStar Trust Bank.
1: I also have to give myself permission, and this is the hardest thing ever, give myself permission to not make the art that I'm used to, hmm. and to change my idea of art. Because it, it, sh- it is a very unique thing for everyone, and it shouldn't be this one definition that defines everyone's everything.
0: Welcome to the Saginaw Art Museum podcast. The COVID-19 pandemic is altering the usual routines of people around the globe and around the block. As practices of social distancing and self-quarantine are implemented, artists are finding new ways to adapt to the changing landscape. In this series, Art at Home, we now have conversation with artists and creative-minded individuals to understand the way these unusual times are impacting lives a native of Chicago, Illinois, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Tayana Bowie is a visual artist currently working as an assistant professor selection chair of printmaking at the College of Creative Studies in Detroit while undertaking a 2019-2020 Grant Wood Fellowship in printmaking at the University of Iowa in Iowa City. In today's episode, we learn the way Bowie is expanding her concept of what it means to be making art during these unusual times. This interview was recorded May 29th 2020. I am here today with Tiana Bowie, and she is an associate professor at the College of Creative Studies, uh, among other things. And uh, I really appreciate you joining us on the museum's podcast here today.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I'm super excited.
0: Yeah. So let's jump right in, both as an art instructor and a working artist. Tell me a little bit about the way that the current pandemic is influencing not only the work itself that you're making, but how you're working.
1: Wow. Okay. That is, it's very interesting. Um, so, right. So I want to address being maybe an educator first. So I'm actually currently at a fellowship at the university of Iowa. So I actually took a, um, a academic year off of uh, my job at CCS to come here and focus on my work and also still teach one class per semester. So I was, also teaching online when all of this happened, I had to start that. And I think sometimes when you when you're teaching artist, it's like it's a it's a whole nother ball game. You have to be two two different people. So you have to at one point put yourself aside, um, or put or or put the, the role of your edu- being an educator aside. And when you're teaching, you're in it. There is no putting anything aside. And so um, having to like just take a studio course and then just translate it online. To students that are like, how is this even possible? <laughs> Why are we even still doing this? And I had to like basically be a cheerleader and rally my students and send them a proposal. This is how, this is what I'm still able to give you <laughs> without us having to use the studio space. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so like once I like explain that, hey, uh, this is still, this is still things that you can learn in the middle of a pandemic. I get it. And they're like, But that was that was a whole nother kind of art form for me just to have to not think about myself like, oh, yeah, I can make art in the middle of any situation, but they're not they're not at that point yet. So how do you translate that? Um, And at this point, I feel like the pandemic for me has made me think about everything as art, (laughs) just like not slipping through into depression is an art form, Um, getting up and like going out of my way to exercise to stay like, it, like check on other people, um, make sure I'm okay. That's, um, that's not an for, and it's also, I think the tricky part for me is, and this is just, I'm only speaking for myself. I, I don't like speaking for other artists. Right. So cause every artist situation is very unique. And, um, before everything happened, I actually was, I embarked on this really, you know, um, self care, mindfulness, mentality because I was I was so busy just making art and teaching making art and teaching that I have not taken the time to consider myself at all like as a human being also um and reflect and so I was taking time to reflect and then boom this happened so I was already in that space of meditating and just taking a seat and just also just look like looking at my work from a different perspective and thinking about it and saying okay what do I want to do later what do I want to do next and kind of like um you know a phone needs to be shut off every now and again too can't just keep your phone running right you have to set it you have to actually shut it down completely and then reboot it and so i was in that shut down reboot phase and i still am actually and so now i have the art of saying no that's my new thing like no i don't want to do that no i don't feel like it no <laughs> no i just want to watch ozark and tiger king and all these other things and really bad reality tv and just take time for my mental space because I do want to be make art for the rest of my life. I do want to be that person at 113 still making art. And I'm like, I can't do that if I'm not taking time for myself. And so that's been my uh, thing that I've been pushing to my students because I'm like that 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 old like romanticism of artists don't take care of themselves but they're making the best work possible. I'm like, I can't I can't live in that space. Uh, ever again, like i I remember doing that when I was younger, like I'm gonna sacrifice sleep for days <laughs> um, and it's really spring in Iowa right now, so you hear the lawnmowers. <laughs> it's like sunny and it's a lot so um but yeah, so i've I've been in this very like Zen space, and I have been um also focusing on giving back in a different way like i I am saying yes to opportunities like doing a podcast, of course, like I would love to talk and share my experiences and also doing like workshops and doing live um doing instagram live and and, and showing people how they can do diy screen printing at home because i I remember telling myself when i was in grad school that i want to make art under any circumstances and i'm someone who grew up in the foster care system who moved around a lot and i always kept art with me when i was little that's the one thing everybody says you always had a had a you know a sketchbook. (laughs) You always made art no matter what was going on. It's like, that's something that I I just knew, I don't care what's going on, I'm going to make art. So I had to instill that a little bit in my mentees and my students. Like, you guys can still do this. Um, It's not going to be the same. Of course, you don't have the beautiful studios, but, you know, the history of art, we didn't, it didn't start out with beautiful studios. Started out just making art. (laughs) We turned it into this beautiful commercial kind of thing to do, but it wasn't always meant for that. So I'm thinking about the indigenous artists, and I'm thinking about Native Americans. I'm thinking about people who just historically made art for spiritual purposes and not for commodities. I know that's a long answer to your question.
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful answer. That is great. That is great. You know, that that concept of art um, being something that you can make whatever the circumstances And, um, being able to be under these extraordinary circumstances is is really, really, uh, I think a a positive thing to, to consider and, and it's, it's possible to maybe not make, like you described, not make the art the same way or the same kind of art, but still have that mindset of making things and creating things and, uh, taking empty spaces and filling them and, and being able to accomplish that even with uh the current limitations that uh, that are in place um, right right so moving in that direction tell me a little bit more about how your sort of routines or processes have have changed um over the course of the last couple months um you know you had mentioned that you are already sort of transitioning into more of a, a wellness state and taking care of yourself yeah. um do yeah. you feel like those routines some of those routines have carried over or Um, You know, are you working in a new way to create new things?
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, I definitely I would say, of course, a lot of the things that I was doing before are still are have been carried over for sure. Uh, For instance, uh, I haven't been to a grocery store (laughs) in three months now. I also like don't own a vehicle. I live in Detroit. I'm like one of the one of the I don't know, rare unicorn people that don't have that does not have a vehicle in a motor city, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) Um, and so I have perfected the, um, shopping online for groceries. I perfected this, you know, years ago. And so I'm like, I don't, I keep asking people, why are you still going to the grocery store? You don't have to. They're like, oh, (laughs) you don't have to. I mean, I get it. If you just want to get out of the house. So that is carried over. Uh, me not driving myself around. Um, now I will say I tend to travel a lot. So I haven't, um, Hopped on a train or you know a bus, which I love traveling that way, but I have to reconsider all those things. And now I feel I feel like I'm, I'm going to be forced to get a car soon, actually, because I I, I don't want to put myself and others at risk. So it's actually be easier just to drive myself around. Um, what what else has changed? I uh, my routine, of course, is I, I I don't get to interact with the students as much, like just in person, and also colleagues. But the beautiful thing about being at this um, fellowship is that I'm here with two other artists, Suzanne and Tony. They're both um, fellows in the, the Grant Wood Fellowship that we're in. And we've decided to be a little colony of our own. So we um, are kind of covid together. it together. Like, so I, I get to see my neighbor. I get to see Tony and his kids. And so we've kind of created this interesting village. And before this, we didn't have time for each other. We were just doing our own thing. So now we're like forced to be in this life, in this moment, together, at a at a fellowship, which is very rare to have have this opportunity with people. So I've actually just leaned into that, and we do potlucks, and we we because we're all social distancing together. So we we're very transparent about where we've we been, who are we around, and so we know that the um that the three of us are like in this together. We do bonfires. I was like, I'm just gonna lean into this um this connection that I can make. And I have been making way more phone calls, of course, than I normally do, uh, calling family members, getting in touch with old friends. And just um, and one thing, my my good friend, Alice, has she's a Pilates instructor and we do Zoom Pilates together. And I ended up inviting 20 people to do it. Just all my like, people that I know. And then she's like, I don't care. And so now every basically day and every other day, about 20 people c- kind of come into the Zoom. And it's something that started because of this, because Alice was like, I can't open my studio, you know, so let's just do it. But I think these like new things that have popped up have been very, um, just very good and healthy. And it's, it's taught me to really appreciate the community that I exist in. because I was going to leave. As soon as everything happened, I was like, oh, I don't need to be in Iowa. I can leave. But then the other fellows were like, well, we're still here. I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're right. that's kind of odd. It's just because things happen that i sh- I shouldn't leave I'm not a runner, so let's um let's stay and make the most of it,
0: yeah. it's I'm I mean, from what you're describing, some of those relations are relationships are able to go a little bit a little bit deeper just because there's the opportunity to do it um yeah. th- where you can focus more on less and uh, just go go a little bit further, right, right. Along those lines, you know, you found some some workarounds. Uh, do you feel like uh, the creativity and the efforts that you're making in, in your art um, have have sort of waxed and waned through this period, or do you feel like there's been a, a level of consistency throughout the pandemic in that creative process?
1: Yeah, I feel I feel a combination of both. I think that's the tricky part because you start to question everything when 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 people around you are passing away and you're and I know people who's who who are affected I know people who their father passed away uh because of this and so it's hard to just go back to the way things were emotionally and mentally um I think the work I I don't I don't question the work necessarily I question what's next and I don't like to force things I don't like to go well I want to make art about a pandemic, like that's not that doesn't feel very natural to me at the moment. Right. So I I always go with what's natural. And I think right now what feels natural is to not make at the moment, but think about making. And I talk about how. um, And also, I I mentioned this earlier, like. What is what is art? I think baking and spending hours in a hot kitchen, which I've been doing a lot, baking cookies, I bake cookies more than I ever have in my life um, and sharing them with my, with the other fellows, I was like, that, so I feel like the work has become more about a social practice and, um, relational aesthetics more than what I traditionally do. So I'm thinking about, and is that the art that you show people? Not necessarily, but that's still art to me. So I'm like, there's the art that I'm going to always have, which is the static art, the two dimensional, you know, doing installation, um, And I have some ideas that I was going to do before everything happened that I just put on pause to kind of check in with myself and others. And so I think the yeah the I feel like there's consistency, but then there's this wax and waning where I'm like rethinking a lot of things, but I'm not sure what it is yet.
0: Yeah, I mean that that leads sort of into um, maybe a a closing question about how you feel like the the art that you make in the future. might look a little different. Like you've mentioned that you have some things that are gonna stay consistent, but yeah. uh, it sounds like you're sort of in this thought process about what's, what's next for um, uh, how your art looks moving forward. Do you yeah. think that's, that's a fair assessment?
1: I think it's a fair assessment. I also think, I also have to give myself permission, and this is the hardest thing ever, to give myself permission to not make the art that I'm used to hmm. and to change my idea of art, because it, it sh- is a very unique thing for everyone. And it shouldn't be this one definition that defines everyone's everything. And so I'm starting to think like, what if the art, like, honestly, just taking care of people and just like, like loving on people more, being a giver, uh, just like truly, truly giving. And that there's no cameras for that. There's no awards. There's no there's no like outside glory for that. It's more of an inside thing. And I think that's what I'm questioning more. and Just giving myself permission. Like what if what the art looks like is super private and it's between me and the people that I, um, I'm i around. That's hard because it's like, because it's like, are you saying you're not making art anymore? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just know that I feel more drawn to the human experience more than I ever have before. And I need to lean into that. And I don't know what that looks like. Now, still, now, don't get me wrong, I still have exhibitions that I have to do, right? <laughs> and I love doing my traditional process, but I'm like, I'm thinking about having two practices within one. One is personal and one is more public. It's
0: an interesting thought to consider how the actions that we can take and follow along in the process of what an artistic process might be, whether the, like you described as taking care of people or baking or cooking, like these are all... Acts of acts of creativity, you know, um, uh, whether you're making paintings or sculptures, you know, that's that's one form of expression. But also, moving through that uh, through the process of you know loving your friends and taking care of them is an equal act of of artistic endeavor.
1: Right, right, and also family. I mean, I have family members. I right? I'm like I am. I am in it with them when they're going through stuff, and so I'm like that's that's mentally exhaustive. You know, so it feels the same. I feel like I'm in the studio. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I just like it's a different studio. The you know, studio know? of I'm life. Still, <laughs> the studio of life. Okay, it's like I'm, I'm equally tired. I'm exhausted. You know, and then, but it's is are the results the same? To me, they are. They're equal. So I think just first of all admitting that, it also, and then um. Embracing that is the has been the struggle
0: if you could leave um, our listeners with a final piece of uh, wisdom or advice about the way that uh, art can influence this time, um, what yeah. would that be?
1: Oh, how art can influence this time I think um no, this one's hard because I'm thinking about a two two answers here. So I'm thinking what I want to say for artist, right, and then what I want to say for. You know, observers, and I think, um, well, first of all, I think everybody has an art muscle, and, and I think just embracing what what art is. If you are the the like caretaker of someone, and you're giving back, and you know all that stuff, like embrace that as art as well. I think that we do need to rechallenge the the notion of what art is, and I like I prefer like the art of so the art of loving someone, the art of um, taking care of yourself. So I'm like, I think in this time, I've been seeing a lot of commercials where they're like, do this and do that. I'm like, stop telling me what to do in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Can I just be? You know? So I feel like, I just wish everybody give themselves permission to be mm. and don't feel pressure to like learn a new language in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Can you just love yourself in the middle of a pandemic? Mm. So <laughs> that, I guess that's why what I want to just throw out there is like, just like heal. Can we heal right now? Mm.
0: Oh yeah. Well, Tayana, it's been a real pleasure to chat here today. I appreciate your your insights, and um, wish you all the best uh, into the future.
1: No, oh, thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Saginaw Art Museum podcast. You can stay connected with the museum through our website and social media channels. We invite you to become a subscriber of this podcast or become a monthly contributor to the show to help us carry out
1: our mission of providing art for all.